lost in the shuffle of yesterday's 4-1 to win over the Philadelphia Flyers was a two-year extension for Alex Goligoski. What does that mean for the rest of the Wilds' decor as we play Defenseman Musical Chairs today on Locked on Wild? You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we look at Alex Goligoski's two-year extension he signed with the Minnesota Wild and what effect that will have on the rest of the Wild's decor, what that might mean for an off-season trade to free up some money uh, for the Wild to spend in the off-season, and uh, who might be left in, who might be left out of the mix. So we'll talk about that here uh, for today's show. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with uh, well over a decade's worth of experience covering all of your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now exclusively covering the Minnesota Wild. If you were looking for a recap of last night's game against the Philadelphia Flyers, we have an episode on that as well coming out today. So I'll make sure that you check back uh, in the Locked on Wild podcast feed to find that episode from earlier today. But uh, for this purpose, we're focusing strictly on the Wild's decor because the Alex Goligoski contract extension Two years, two million average annual value on that deal has a lot of ripple effects, not only on defense, but potentially on the rest of the roster as well. And so you look at it right off of the surface, and it saves you three million, which is going to be nice. And it kind of leads down the road that we have seen with Alex Goligoski here over the last couple of weeks. With Jacob Middleton being added into this uh, Wilds decor, um, he has obviously taken the spot that Alex Goligoski regularly occupied early on in the season, that top-line D pairing next to Jared Spurgeon. So you've locked that down, and the defense starting to play much better. And so that has moved Goligoski down the rotation a little bit, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, I don't think, for uh, for Goligoski and for the Wild because you know he had that stretch where the Wilds had that two and eight stretch earlier this season. Uh, as with most of the uh, the rest of the defense, Goligoski didn't look particularly good during those stretches, but. It led to wondering if maybe he was getting a little bit too many minutes um, at his current age and where he uh, is currently at the season. Wondering if maybe he needed to, you know, get a little rest to try to, um, 
you know, kind of get some of that, uh, get some of that energy back for the, uh, the stretch run. And so he has been scratched from a couple of games um, and has kind of gone into a rotation with Dmitry Kulikov and John Merrill on that third line D pairing. But it's not, it, Goligoski was playing well at the beginning of the season. I think it just was, we were maybe asking a little too much of him um, with where he is currently at. So I think, you know, second line, third line D pairing is, uh, is a much better spot for him to play. I don't think he's going to be as exposed, and I don't think he's going to be relied upon as much on a nightly basis. So while the contract extension on the surface was a little bit of a curious one in my eyes, um, it, it is going to be really interesting to see what this means for the rest of the uh, the Wilds defense because let's just lay it out before we break down you know the pieces of this before we peel the layers off the onion you have a wild defense core right now that has Jared Spurgeon who is making um 7.575 million for next year Matt Dumb is making 6 million Jonas Brodeen's making 6 million Alex Goligoski now making two million. Dmitry Kulikov making two point two five million. Jordy Ben is an unrestricted free agent. John Merrill signed an extension. Jacob Middleton is a restricted free agent. So you have your top two defensemen in Spurgeon and Middleton. You have Brodeen, you have Dumba. That pairing is taken care of. You have Kulikov and you have Merrill locked in for uh, next season and beyond. And now you have Alex Goligoski locked into that mix as well. Now, we saw at points throughout the year why having more than just six capable defensemen is important because we saw stretches of Jordy Ben play that were not super inspiring. But the Wild played him because of the things that Jacob Middleton brings to the table now, and Middleton does it better. And so you have that in the lineup all the time now. And so your seventh defenseman doesn't have to be a big physical guy. They can bring something else to the table. But, like, you've got a guy in Iowa, in Kalen Addison, who can give you some things right off the bat. He, he can help you offensively. He's got a little work to do on the defense side, but he is a very capable offensive defenseman. He's good on the power play. And so it just it strikes me as puzzling because it seems like it shuts the door on what would have been a logical spot for Addison to come up and be and to fill in as injuries happen. And now it seems like Goligoski has that spot. So you you have a you have a seventh defenseman who is going to rotate in on the third line depending on you know depending on matchups, depending on if people need rest. And now it looks, at least right now, as if Kalen Addison is just going to be back in Iowa next year, barring catastrophic injuries to 
multiple members of this team. And so that right off the bat was a little surprising to me in that it just it didn't seem like the extension made a lot of sense with what we've seen recently from Goligoski and um, with the acquisition of Jacob Middleton. But that kind of puts us in the direction we need to go with this in that it's almost as though Bill Guerin is showing us his hands. You'd have to assume that with what's coming up in the offseason with the salary cap crunch, you'd have to assume that a move was coming on defense to try to alleviate some of that and to try to open up some spots because otherwise you may as well just trade Kalen Addison right now because if Goligoski is your seventh defenseman and he's rotating in with, say, Dmitry Kulikov and you're not getting rid of anybody else, you may as well just trade him now because he is not there's, – there's no purpose being served for him playing down in Iowa. It's not a Marco Rossi situation where you are watching him progress through the season to make sure that he gets his hockey legs back under him after COVID. It is not that situation with Kalen Addison. He has been up with the Wild over the last couple of years for, for multiple game stints. He's been kind of the fill-in guy on defense when the Wilds deal with multiple injuries at a time. He can be better than that, though. He can serve more of a role than that. And so if you don't have that role for him, you may as well just trade him. And so I, I can't I can't get behind the idea that Bill Guerin wants to do that, which leads us back to kind of the point of the episode here today is that this extension is another move in a long line of moves that have pointed to the Wild making a move with one of their defensemen in the offseason. You look at the John Merrill extension. Came in, he was a third-pairing defenseman. Played well, has played well this season. And so the Wild made the decision to lock him up for uh, the next couple of seasons at a relatively good rate, a little over a million. Um, So that spot was locked up. Kulikov signed a multi-year deal coming into the season, so he's, at this point, part of that group. You've got Dumba, you've got Brodine, you've got Spurgeon. You just acquired Jacob Middleton, and so there are designs, I'm sure, to try to keep him around long-term. And so something's got to give with this defense. Somebody somewhere is going to have to be moved for a pretty big reason, pretty large, prolific scoring reason on this team that you're trying to keep around past this year, Kevin Fiala. And so we're just we're planting that seed in your head for right now that all the moves that we've seen Bill Guerin make throughout this season are leading us in the direction that there's going to be another big move made on defense uh, for this wild team, um, and so we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of look more into that 
here uh, when we come back. But uh, first, we'll uh, we'll take a short pause. More of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds coming up after this. April is just about here, which means that spring is in full swing. The weather is going to get nicer. And if you are looking for an opportunity to eat better and to look better, Built Bar is here to help. If you haven't tried the newest craze in the Built Bar phenomenon, the Puffs, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with all Built Bars, Puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to your favorite candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If you want to get in on the Built Bar mania, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. And again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, appreciate uh, all of the listener feedback we've had so far on our uh, mailbag coming up to end the week. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, hit us up on YouTube. You have an opportunity to ask any questions you may have about the Minnesota Wild, and we will answer them in uh, Friday's mailbag episode. So make sure to check that out and uh, continue to get us already already scanned into it, looked into it. we got some good questions already, so excited to see how that finishes out here uh, over the uh, next couple of days. Back to the task at hand, what to do on defense for the Minnesota Wild. Let's just go through with who I think is safe. You're not going to move Jared Spurgeon. Jared Spurgeon is safe. He's not going anywhere. Uh, and, you know, in addition to that, he uh, he also has, um, he's got the highest cap hit. He's the captain. I, Jared Spurgeon's not going anywhere. So I, I don't think we need to look to that point. I think we can also probably say that Jacob Middleton is safe. Him and Spurgeon have looked really good together, which I think was kind of the the stark contrast for Goligoski and Spurgeon. They, they looked good early on in the season, but Middleton is just so physical and so good defensively that I think it, it accentuates what Spurgeon does on the ice. So I like that pairing. I like those two together. And so I think Middleton is I think Middleton is going to be you know a priority for this team. See if they can get him to uh, to sign an intermediate deal for relatively cheap to stick around with this team and be part of this decor. So I think those two are safe. I think it's pretty safe to say that Jonas Brodeen is safe. Now, you look at the rest of it. Alex Goligoski just signed a two-year extension, so you're probably not going to move him. You're probably not going to move John Merrill either, considering he signed an extension during the season. And so that leaves you with a couple of names. Three names that could potentially be moved. And we're not we're not going to put Jordy Ben in here because 
I think it's pretty safe to say that he's gone in the offseason. So you've got three names with which to do something with. Dmitry Kulikov, Kalen Addison, and Matt Dumba. And so let's just look at those options as they sit right now. Kalen Addison is currently making $795,000 for 2022-2023, and then he's a restricted free agent in the 2023-2024 season. So, with the Wild facing the dead cap hits of the buyouts for Zach Parise and Ryan Suter, wouldn't you think you would lean more towards younger and less expensive options to fill spots on the roster? Dmitry Kulikov, for what it's worth, his cap hit is $2.25 million for next year. And then he's an unrestricted free agent after that. I, I can't, if we're putting him in order, Kulikov is higher on the list than Addison is because Addison's younger. Addison's going to be cheaper. And you know, I think he just, I, I just think he adds to the lineup what they will be looking to replace um, once said move is made for this wild team. And, you know, I'm, we, we've talked about this topic quite a bit. And every time we do, I, I offer in the disclaimer that I'm not attempting to discredit all the things that Matt Dumba does off the ice, because he's obviously, he's, he's incredible for the community. And he is, you know, he's a major locker room presence for this team. And, we've seen the impact that a good locker room has had on this team this year. And so I'm not trying to discount any of that in the slightest, but a, an offensive minded defenseman who is good on the power play and can help you on the power play. Doesn't that sound like what Kalen Addison does? And I know it wouldn't, I mean, you can put you can put one peg into a different spot and just say, well, yeah, it's gonna it's going to be, you know, it's gonna be an easy transition. I'm not saying there wouldn't be a a drop or a noticeable difference in production, but you know, Dumba is twenty seven. He's still got a couple of years left on that deal at six million per. Kalen Addison is 21 years old, about to turn 22. So you got yourself five-year difference for a guy that um, a guy that does a lot of the same things. I think that uh, that Matt Dumba brings to the table, and you know, on the size side of the equation, Matt Dumba is six foot, but uh, Addison can't be. He can't be much shorter than that. So it just, it's all just pointing, it seems like, to that being the move that's made. And yes, it would be a huge loss. You're losing one of your alternate captains. But Kalen Addison does a lot of those things that Matt Dumba does. And he does so at $5 million less dollars. 
And that's going to allow you some wiggle room, some flexibility. It's not going to be the whole equation. It's not going to solve the entire issue of how do we pay Kevin Fiala, um, who just for comparison's sake uh, scored again against the Flyers. And if you look at his game log over the last um, several, you can go to the last two months. There are one, two, three, four, five games, five games total since the second half of the season started in which he has not registered a point. He, in the month of March, has 15 points, five goals, 10 assists. He had five goals in February. He had six goals in January. So a 25-year-old impact scorer who has helped give you a legitimate second scoring line to add to the Kirill Kaprizov line, are you going to get rid of that guy? Or are you going to get rid of a defenseman in which you have a logical replacement ready to go that can fill that spot. And you still then have all that depth defensively that you have been looking for. It's not going to cost you Middleton. Spurgeon is staying around. Brodeen then could have Addison pair up with him, or you put Goligoski there. You can mix and match on that second D pairing because you've got Jonas Brodeen, who is half of it. And then you have Merrill and you have Kulikov. They're going to have to do something. The Wild are going to have to do something. And all the moves that they've made this season have pointed to a move on defense coming. And so to finish today's episode, we'll take a look at the notion of dealing from an area of surplus to uh, try to further point us down this path as opposed to getting rid of a forward. So we'll do that to finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen every day. Just a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. So... Dealing from an area of strength, Wild's defense has plenty of good defensemen in its core at this point. If you lose Kevin Fiala, you are, I mean, so there, there are a lot of different angles for this too because once this season is done, you could potentially lose the likes of Nick Delorier, Nick Bugstad, Kevin Fiala is a restricted free agent, as is Connor Dewar. Other than that, you are probably going to have Marco Rossi come up to play center for this team. You may have Adam Beckman come up to uh, to take a spot um, as well, but. Where are you replacing the 75 points? Because Matt Boldy is now a contributing member to this team. So if you are attempting to replace 
Kevin Fiala's production, it it cannot be him. Marco Rossi is a center. Kevin Fiala is a wing, and Marco Rossi is likely going to be coming up next season to play a center spot. So, yes, he will come in and will take some of that production, but he will not be able to himself take all of it. And you're going from the possibility of having lines that feature Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello is your top line. Then Kevin Fiala, Marco Rossi, and Matt Boldy as your top six. Add in the grief line, and then whatever you choose to do with the fourth line, if you bring Delorier back, let that line do their thing once again. If not, you've got options in-house to replace uh, Delorier, including Connor Dewar, if he, uh, if he elects to resign. You would... If not, you would end up with a line of Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi, and Freddie Goudreau. And I'm sorry, nothing on Matt Boldy. I love what Matt Boldy has done since he came up. But a lot of the reason that Boldy has been successful and that Fiala has been successful is because those two have been able to team up much in the way that Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov have been able to as well. Is that to say that Matt Boldy would not develop that same sort of chemistry with a wing such as Freddie Goudreau? No. It's it's certainly possible, but it's no accident that Kevin Fiala's season took off when he had another offensive option on that line with him. And now that you finally have established that and you've finally given yourself two legitimate scoring lines, you're going to break it up? I, I just, I cannot, I cannot get behind that notion. And so that's going to lead to likely having to trade your alternate captain, one of your alternate captains. And... Just to give you an idea of how important I think Kevin Fiala is to what this team will do, not only the rest of this year, but beyond that, I am fully still willing to do that. Fully still willing to move Matt Dumba to free up salary cap space to be able to make the move go. Now, you don't even, I don't think, have to try to sell Kevin Fiala on a long-term deal here. What if you simply get Fiala to sign for, say, four years, match his deal up with Kirill Kaprizov so that once the buyouts are finished, both guys can cash in heading into their age 29 season. They'll either get paid here or they will get paid elsewhere. And I'm sure there's more that goes into it than that, and I'm, I'm no GM, I'm no agent, but I would think that the Wild would have a pretty good opportunity doing exactly what they did with Kirill Kaprizov with Kevin Fiala. It's, now, it's flipped because it's been widely reported that... Fiala wants 
to stay here more long-term and the wild are, are kind of looking at more of a short-term type arrangement. Just meet in the middle. You met in the middle with Kirill Kaprizov and you got him to sign a five-year deal. Find common ground and get Kevin Fiala to sign for four. Line them both up. And then once they hit free agency at 29, you can pay both because so much money will have been freed up without those buyouts. Or they walk, and if that's the case, then you um, you deal with that before that happens. But I just, I, I can't, as we continue to go along, as we continue to see the second line, um, add the depth scoring that this team has not had in several seasons. I just I can't get on board with immediately jettisoning a huge portion of that line for parts. I, I cannot get behind that idea. And so we sit here and for the upteenth time, a tough choice is going to have to be made. And I'm just I just want to put the Kevin Fiala trade speculation permanently to bed. Permanently to bed. Find a way to re-sign him and let him be another building block for this team going forward. So that's that's kind of where the uh the boulder rolled down the hill with this Alex Goligoski extension. Because not only does it have ripple effects on the defense, but it has ripple effects on what they'll do in the offseason as well, which we hope involves putting pen to paper with Kevin Fiala. And that'll do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that you're done listening to your first listen here today, make sure to head to Locked on NHL to get the full recap of all of your favorite NHL teams from your favorite Locked on NHL insiders. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, we're available anywhere you listen. We're available anytime you want to listen. So make sure to check us out on your favorite podcast and social media platforms. Keeping you as up to date as possible on all things Minnesota Wild so that if a puck drops or big news breaks, Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.